0: In 2005, two brothers hit the road to chase demons and fight monsters. You know, like you do. After 15 years, they made television history and built a community of dedicated and lasting fans. Sure did. I'm Rob Benedict, and I played God, a.k.a. Chuck Shirley.
1: Yeah, you are, and yeah, you did. And I'm Richard Spade Jr., and I played the Archangel Gabriel, a.k.a. The Trickster, a.k.a. Loki. I also had the privilege of directing a bunch of episodes of the show.
0: Have a few more a.k.a.'s, why don't you? Jeez.
1: A.k.a. You're a jerk.
0: Though we've been involved with the series for years and multiple seasons, we never sat down and watched the entire show.
1: Oh, that's not true anymore. Now. We're deep into it. We are going episode by episode and diving in with the folks who made it to bring you an insider's point of view and some great behind the scenes stories from the writers, producers, crew, and actors. And you're getting our pure, honest, unfettered reviews.
0: And along the road, let me tell you, we're becoming fans.
1: Buddy, we are super fans.
0: We've heard you saying it for years and we finally get what all the excitement's about. This show holds up after all this time and deserves to be watched and rewatched.
1: We will be hitting on some spoilers, so consider yourself warned. And if you have any angry emails you want to send, please direct them to Babo.
0: Thank you for joining our journey and listening to Supernatural Then and Now. Hey everybody, this is Rob Benedict.
1: And I'm Richard Spate Jr.
0: And we're reviewing Season 4, Episode 17, It's a Terrible Life.
1: No, it's not, buddy. You just got to look at the bright side. Right. And so it, there's a lot of great things to think about. You're right, I- including doing this podcast. I think doing this podcast is really fun. You're right, and it's a great time to bond with you know you. You make me laugh. Okay, the, the people laugh. It's just, I I don't like hearing you talk like that. So let's look just clean slate. Okay, say the episode title and let's get into it.
0: Okay, well, season four, episode seventeen, and the episode is called "It's a Terrible Life,"
1: dude. <laughs> I, I understand you're getting stymied by pressures in your world and that you just are not, I, we've all been there. Yeah. But I think right where you get to the part where you say, and the episode is called, just fight through that. Okay. Get the episode title out there. Okay. Because right as it is, is, I get it. Okay. But you're, you're, you know, I feel like you're driving at the pothole, swerve around the pothole. You know what I mean? Look for the positive here. Just try again.
0: Season four, episode 17. It's a terrible life. It's the name of the episode. I don't know.
1: You put a little more effort into that one, at least.
0: (laughs) You tried. Hey, we want to say to you all, to anyone still listening, thank you for listening. We really appreciate our listeners. And uh, here we are. We're going into our third year, and you're still with us. And that's exciting. Can you believe it? Rick? And
1: I want to reiter- reiterate what Rob is saying. Mm-hmm. A lot of podcasts don't appreciate their listeners. It's true. They're kind of a. They have a listeners be damned approach to uh-huh. podcasting, yeah. and that is not who we are. No, we've always said from the outset, hey, we're making an audible program. Yeah, let's make it also listenable. Mm, good you point. Know, that where is, we, a... get, we can keep people yep. engaged yep. and listening, mm-hmm. so they're not just getting an audible experience; they're getting a. A listening experience.
0: Right, right. And there is a big difference.
1: It's a huge difference. Yeah. And I think I, I think the proof is in the pudding. The proof is. If you've, uh, by the way, if you've never tried our pudding, that'll great. soon be on uh, it's great pudding. the merch uh, site. <laughs> uh, Robert Rich's Mystery Pudding.
0: <laughs> so we're we're sorry you'll never get that time back, but uh, we're thankful that you're still with us.
1: Yeah, we are. Uh, you know who we don't think enough, Robert? Who's that? Me. It's true. You know who we also don't think enough? Who's that? Supernatural Wiki. Mm-hmm. It's one of our sources. We use them for fun facts. Uh, we use them for mythology. It has so much great info about the show, what the cast is currently up to, and all kinds of trivia, news, and content. We use Supernatural Wiki. If you're a Supernatural fan, you should go check out Supernatural Wiki.
0: So we want to say thank you to Jules, and uh, who runs Supernatural Wiki, and and anyone else that Jules uh, employs to to run that site.
1: Yeah, so go check it out at SupernaturalWiki.com. And for those who don't know how to spell wiki, is w-i-k-i wiki supernatural wiki that's supernatural w-i-k-i wiki supernatural wiki.com <laughs> that
0: was a good good ad good ad read, and thank you
1: robbie why don't you summarize this episode because you're really good at doing that and this is what you do and it's 2024 and why should we stop doing what you do well when you do it well
0: that's right here we go first uh, summary of 2024 We see Dean getting ready for his day in an uncharacteristic way. He puts on a suit. He jumps in his Prius. He puts NPR on the radio instead of rock and drives to his desk job at Sandover Bridge and Iron, Inc. His day is pretty much a mundane office day, making sales calls, speaking with coworkers, and trying to impress his boss, Mr. Adler. This isn't Dean Winchester. It's Dean Smith. In the elevator, he meets a tech support staffer, Sam Wesson who looks a lot like Jared Padalecki. And they don't seem to know each other.
1: I think it's interesting that Sam Wesson didn't recognize UNC basketball coach legend Dean Smith. I of right? I elevator. was
0: thinking that too. They
1: had no questions about the Jordan Perkins years, like nothing. <laughs> Crazy.
0: Later, Sam goes about his job while chatting it up with fellow tech support worker Ian. Sam tells Ian about his dreams hunting ghosts and that Dean Smith is in them. Sam finds himself sharing an elevator again with Dean. He asks Dean if he has dreams of hunting ghosts. Dean says no and tells Sam he overshares. Back at tech support, Sam is looking at supernatural creatures on his computer. Coworker Ian is summoned to HR and another coworker, Paul, is panicking over some work he believed he lost. Later, after everyone has left work, Paul has been unable to recover his files and kills himself in a microwave, which we'll talk about later. I didn't know you could do that. The next morning, Sam and Dean see Paul's body being removed. They each discover that Paul was supposed to retire in two weeks. Sam's coworker Ian, is summoned to Dean's office. Dean tells Ian to fix a minor paperwork error. Ian overreacts and rushes to the bathroom. Dean follows him, and there, Ian stabs himself in the neck with a pencil. Dean r- rushes to his side to help, as Ian dies in Dean's strong, protective arms. <laughs> that is how it's written. <laughs> He is Ian dies?
1: Not on my copy. In
0: Dean's strong, protective, sexy arms. <laughs> Dean catches the sight of an old man ghost in the mirror. Dean asks Sam to come to his office and starts asking questions about who he is and how long he's been at the company. They each have been there about three weeks. They believe the suicides might be related to the ghost that Dean saw in the mirror. They go to investigate the 14th floor and find a third employee being attacked by a ghost. Back at Dean's apartment, the co-workers use the Facer's website and discover that the ghost must be the founder of the company, P.T. Sandover, and he's turning unwilling employees into model workers. The website tells them how to dispose of the ghost. P.T. must still have some remains in the building. They search the building, find some old gloves that belong to P.T., and after a struggle against the ghost, they burn the gloves and the ghost disappears. Later, Sam visits Dean's office and proposes that they quit, hit the road, and hunt ghosts. This office life must not be what they were meant for. Dean doesn't buy it and kicks Sam out of the office. The next day, Sam quits his job. Dean's boss, Mr. Adler, visits and tells Dean how impressed he is with him and that someday Dean could be senior VP. Dean quits, saying he doesn't think this job is for him. Suddenly, Mr. Adler laughs and taps Dean on the forehead. Dean Smith realizes He's Dean Winchester. Mr. Adler introduces himself as an angel, and that he is Castiel's boss. After Uriel's death, he had to come down to check things out. He put the boys in this scenario for Dean to realize he is 100% hunter, and this is what he is meant to do.
1: And scene. And scenes.
0: Well, I mean, let's dive right into
1: it, because it's time for... I liked it. I'll I'll start. Okay. I enjoyed it. I thought it was really interesting seeing the guys. It was intriguing seeing the guys in a different scenario. You knew something was up. you didn't know exactly what. Watching them kind of discover paranormal activities that they're so used to in their previous actual lives. It was funny watching them be kind of confused by it all. Uh, I thought corporate Dean was really funny. In that environment, and of course, the incomparable Kurt Fuller, yes, uh, just crushing it right out of the gate. First line, walking by the door, finger gun yeah. pointing at Dean, yeah, like super fun. Great episode, yeah, of TV with Kurt Fuller shining brightly and just you know doing what he does so well.
0: Yeah, I I, uh, it, I I agree. It's 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 it, the first thing I thought was like, wow, season four was really good. Like so many of these episodes are pretty classic. Uh, it's always fun when they do things to mess mess with the the show and they they put you in a different reality. Uh, right, kind of fun.
1: They, they sort of take liberties with the uh, yeah. Like I don't know if this counts as a meta episode, but it's like that kind of thing. Yeah, they it, it, they're
0: yeah, and then to see uh, Sam and Dean playing that they don't know each other and things like that. Um, I did feel like by the end of it, this is just it. This is like this is this is it. He taps Dean on the forehead. The whole thing was was just an a, a, an alternate reality, and we're back to real life. But that all stuff did that stuff did happen. They were there. They really did kill that ghost. That stuff happened.
1: Right, but it wasn't that a scenario set forth by Zechariah to sort of test them, or was
0: it? I guess so. Yeah, and that was I was left with just a little a few hanging threads that I wasn't quite sure what like. Sam quits. We never go back to this. That's. It. I
1: thought it was a, a setup, a scenario. Okay. He put them in a scenario to see if their instincts would kick in. And they did. Uh huh. Uh-huh. And that was the test. Yeah, that, I guess that's, I, right. I'm
0: overthinking it. I'm overthinking it. And that's, well, that's all you know. that it is.
1: Scholars would say you're not.
0: You know. I just was uh, I was I was really invested in this new Sam and Dean. Right. You know, and and, and Sam's proposal and Dean saying no. And then Sam quits and leaves. And I'm like, well, what happened to Sam? But it doesn't matter anymore. No. Because the whole thing was, it's, okay. It's all good. Okay. So I thoroughly enjoyed
1: it. And I thought all the guest stars were great. Yeah. Dude, like the guy who played Ian. Yeah, Jack Plotnick.
0: Yeah. Jack Plotnick. He's great. Yeah, he works all the time. He's so fun. Yeah. So like, uh, you know, and it, AJ it and, to stern really solid AJ and, and Travis coming back. Yo, yeah, that's right. Yeah, they were great.
1: And yeah. they're, they're like slamming the Winchester's bit. Yeah. was really, really funny. Yeah, yeah. And it was great watching Sam and Dean need to refer to them. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Ba- totally. Basically
1: how I solve all my IT problems is yeah. going online and doing yeah, that. Totally. And I also think it, that's an early form of what is very common now. Like, hey, yes. we have a problem. Let's go on the internet to solve it. Yeah. We'll find some experts. Yeah, totally. It's really clever.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so it was, it was great. It was a super fun uh, episode. Okay, well, you uh, ironically, you've shaved your beard.
1: I've shaved my beard. So I don't know I don't if that's a like right
0: a now. that's a sign, but uh, you've got no beard. Nevertheless, what's your beard rating?
1: Okay, my beard rating is this is a meta beard rating. So people are going to have to go with me on this. It's not going to make sense when I say it. It'll make sense to you. It'll make sense to Steve Hine, but it won't make sense to fans uh, and listeners of the podcast.
0: Great. That's the way. I, that's how we roll.
1: Right. We want to confuse people. Yeah. I give this a January 2024, Kurt Fuller.
0: Oh, so you're, 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 you're going ahead in time to after the interview. Right. Right. So people yeah. listening to this, this, this right now, they have no idea what we're talking right, about. Right. Cause we
1: did the interview before we did this part of the uh, <laughs> That's right. episode. Right. So we've already seen Kurt Fuller and he's this glorious silver beard, perfectly trimmed beard that he has for his show, uh, his hit show evil.
0: That's a strong rating.
1: Right. Cause look, it's, it's not Stapleton, uh-huh. but it's crisp, clean, classy, sophisticated. Looks great. Yeah, works on every level. Yeah. No reason to get rid of that beard. Kurt Fuller, uh-huh. January twenty twenty four beard. It's a winner.
0: Okay. Wow. Great, Robert. I'm. You know, I, I I'm gonna go a little bit shaggier than that. Um, I liked it. I liked the episode a lot. I did. I did have this feeling of a of kind of loose ends at the end. I think because I got. It was so good that I really got taken with right. this new scenario. And I kind of needed – I wanted more of closure to what this fake world was, especially in terms of Sam because Sam just kind of quits. Uh, right. But I guess yeah. it's not Sam's thing. It's Dean's thing because Dean's the one that's been chosen. But nevertheless, I, I, I'm going to give it to Captain Lou Albano, which uh, I've given uh, once before. Yeah. You have to look it up. He was uh, – if, if you know Cindy Lauper in the 80s. He,
1: uh, Tenacious D, he's in there. In a interesting episode,
0: Captain Lou Albano is,
1: yeah, I'm pretty pl- sure he plays the Sasquatch guy. He
0: had an awesome beard, but he always had like rubber bands in his beard, so it was a little bit like needed a trim. Yeah, he would do little like ponytails <laughs> with his beard. Anyway, I'm gonna give it the Captain Lou Albano, obviously not perfect in my mind, but like really fun, super fun. Yeah. And could use just use a, a little trim at the end just to tighten up those loose ends.
1: Speaking of tightening up loose ends and a little trim to get uh, a well crafted and well manicured beard, Rob, why don't you segue into our our interview guest?
0: Well, it's funny. Uh, speaking of Rich's review, it just so happens that our guest today is Kurt Fuller. What I didn't know uh, that. Yeah, it's such a treat. Uh, can't wait to talk to him. You can currently see him uh, in the show Evil, as Rich was mentioning, on Paramount+. Plus. Uh, recently, he's also been featured in the the reboot movies of Psych because, of course, he was in the show Psych uh, and the reboot of Night Court. Uh, he's had an incredible career with credits spanning way back to L.A. Law, Ally McBeal, uh, The Running Man, Jake and the Fat Man, The Tick, The West Wing, on and on and on. Uh, and he played Zachariah in seven episodes of Supernatural in seasons four and five. And then he came back for an additional episode in season 14. But of course, you probably know him best from the show Kings of Khan. That's right. Rich and my show where he played Maury.
1: Are you talking about that single camera comedy hit that's available currently on Amazon Prime? I am. Perfect. Kings of Khan. Go watch it.
0: Catch all 10 episodes. And now our interview with Kurt Fuller. Kurt Fuller, as I live and breathe, so excited you're here with us in person. Shocked. Well,
2: Shocked is the word. No one is more shocked, though, uh, for me to be here. I, I did the last one, and I said, never again.
1: And yet, here I am. You gave your agent specific instructions. Yes. Block these emails. Oh, my God. But, uh, no, I'm happy to see you guys. Yeah. I
2: only see you... From afar,
0: so. I know it's uh, great to see I know, you. I know, I know,
1: man. It's a shame that that is the way it has gone, but here we are. And now you have, for those who are can't see, a glorious beer yeah. right now that y- I assume yes. is for a Hollywood role. Well, of some kind, it
2: is. It's um, I do a show called Evil on Big Hit Show by the way. Big well, Hit Show. it's going into its fifth season. That's pretty good. Amazing. Yeah. Uh, and I play a psychiatrist. So. You know, they dig deep in TV. They ask me to grow a beard. Yeah,
0: Psychi- because, because right. psychiatrists have beards.
2: Psychiatrists grow beards. Yeah,
1: yeah they have beards. Yeah, that's and what they do. And I wear
2: a tweed coat, and I'm all, I don't have to ask. Yeah. You know, I just show up in the beard and start talking.
1: Yeah, at that point, the, the suit's yeah. doing the work. Yeah, you know what I mean? exactly. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, well, you look fabulous as always. Thank you.
0: We've worked with you in many capacities and uh, many different projects. Yes. Now we get to talk to you about one that all three of us worked on together: Supernatural and the origin of Zachariah and how you came to be on this behemoth that is Supernatural.
2: I miss Supernatural, by the way. Still. Yeah. Yeah. I miss. I miss doing it. It was uh, when you get to the towards the end of your career. You look back, and the things that you you appreciate and remember when you were working with great people, and everybody was working towards the same thing, yeah. and that was that was supernatural. Yeah, I mean, you you guys probably don't feel that because you were you know climbing to the top. <laughs> and, yeah, I mean, I remember you guys just <laughs> trying to sabotage everything. Uh-huh. But honestly, yeah, that's uh, right.
0: Yeah, that's right. <laughs>
2: no, the good thing the, the, when I got the call, I I I had to audition for Supernatural.
0: Did you? Okay? I wondered. Okay. Yes. Yeah,
2: yeah. No, no. Oh yeah. I had to, I had to read for it. And I, but when I read it, cause I told my agents no more bad guys until I play good guys. I've got to, because if you, if you play too much of the same thing, that's all you get. That's all people think about. Right. So you have to try and play different things. It's, it, it helps right. with longevity. Yeah. And my agent goes, well, you're in luck. This is an angel. Right. And I said, Oh, yeah. great. <laughs> Fantastic. So I was very enthusiastic. Uh, And even in the first, and and, and in uh, this episode, I was helpful. I seemed to, you know, have some powers, but I I seemed like a pretty good guy. Sure. And and I was, I actually was telling everyone, I'm playing an angel. I'm finally, I'm breaking through. I'm playing good guys. This is going to really help. And then of course, you know, I've played one of the most despicable people that, uh, that exists. Yeah. But, I went into it with the best of intentions. Yeah. I'll tell you that. Yeah. I was thrilled.
0: Yeah. And now, did you know if at the beginning that he was going to roll into season five and it was going to be no. re- recurring? You didn't?
2: No. Huh. No. They say possible recurring. Well, they say that all the time. True.
0: Yeah. To try yeah. Yeah. That's, you to do it, yeah. You know. Yeah. You know, yeah.
2: Okay. Unless you actually sign for it. Yeah. So if their lips are moving, they're lying. That's how I, <laughs>
0: you know. But the contract, <laughs> so. the contract doesn't say. No,
1: no, no. That's interesting. I think it's interesting that you that you uh, auditioned only because even at the time you were doing this episode of TV of Supernatural, you had a massive resume. Like you were a big deal guy. Well, I was you know? I was a big deal character guy, yeah.
2: There's that's different
1: than being a big deal guy. Ahoy, Rich Spade here. Hope you're enjoying the episode, but we got to pull over for a second for some messages.
0: Thanks for listening. Now back to the episode. Now, how much did you have to catch up on the mythology or did you at all in terms of knowing what the angels were being shown as and
2: I didn't because I thought it was a uh, like one episode and I felt like well, they're not paying me to study the yeah. show, but I'd known about the show and so I thought I would look at I'll just look at a, you know, a short clip of it but it was so yeah. good. I ended up watching a oh, lot cool. of episodes and yeah. So I was actually quite enthusiastic when, when I got to the set because I, 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 you know, realized that this is, a, this is an above average, yeah. way above average yeah. show. This is, you know, interesting. And, uh, you know, I, I really liked what they were doing and in doing it, that was only proved yeah. to be true because, uh, they, they go for it and they, they do yeah. a great job. Yeah.
0: Uh, you know, it's you know, it's funny that Rich and I are doing this rewatch podcast because we we get to actually watch the show for the first time. So it was for me it was the first time I've right. seen this this episode, and I love at the beginning the sort of hint. You know, you get this big juicy scene at the end with Jensen, but but the beginning, right. sort of you as the boss going like, you know, you and it, was that improv yeah. at all? Was that all scripted? That was thanks thanks for making Sorry. me go back. Sorry, thirty right. years. But it's something. Of, it's something uh, you're doing the whole like you know, love what you're doing. And, you know, you kind of fingers pointing with him. And-
2: yeah. Oh, well, that was, yeah, that yeah. was, that was improv. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's uh, funny. I,
2: I, well, I did, I did what they wanted. First I do what they want. Right. Then I do what I want. Sure. And uh, sometimes
1: <laughs> they pick it and usually they don't. Right. But That's they- interesting because we, we worked with you and you never would do what we wanted <laughs> oh, you would just skip that first step. I'm kidding. How dare I'm you? i <laughs> How dare you? My God. I'll you skip that first step. Do what <laughs> you want. No, it's, uh, please. Everything you do with genius. Oh, stop I still it. laugh at it's steel, not stainless steel. <laughs> oh, it still makes yeah. me nice laugh. Yeah. <laughs> We're talking about a Kings of Con joke for people oh, yeah. who are following along at home.
0: But uh, yeah. But and then in that, that final scene that at the end, it's almost like you're playing two different characters because. Yes. start of the scene and then just kind of reveal who you really are. When I
2: touch his forehead. And I mean, I was. That's when I started thinking, "Uh oh, this could go south for me. Right. I could, I could be going to the dark side." This is a dark side <laughs> moment. And uh, but I didn't ask anybody. I didn't want to know. Yeah, really. It, it's it's sort of like when when uh, I hate to go back to this, but I I I did a, a movie called Midnight in Paris with Woody Allen.
0: Yeah, yeah, you, yeah, did. you did.
2: You're a great man. Oh, stop it. Thank you.
0: Uh, <laughs> Let me just bend uh, down and pick the name up for you. Yeah,
2: I'm sorry. This is really, um, but. He never tells you anything. Yeah. He never tells you. you, you he doesn't want. He, I didn't know whether I was playing, you know, a liberal or a conservative or a nice guy or a bad guy. And he wasn't answering any questions. And so are we talking about Woody Allen yeah, now? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. We're on to a topic I want to talk about. <laughs> you know, I guessed. And sort of the same thing with this touching his forehead and stuff. I was just guessing, but I guessed right. You know, uh, but oh, I wasn't cool. about to ask. I just don't, I don't, I I think, you know, guessing is good. It makes it more interesting.
1: Yeah. Sure. It worked too. <laughs> exactly. I mean, like, I think that kind of the job, especially guest star actors who are coming in to, you know, the train was cruising at 80 miles yeah. an hour last night. Now you're stepping in there. I always feel like strong, crisp decision-making is your friend. And yes. then they will adjust from there. Yes. Versus. So what are we talking about yeah, here, guys? Exactly. Uh, what's the vibe? Because it's,
2: you know? it's very intimidating to come onto a show. It is. It's a train going down the track, and you're trying to catch the train, and it doesn't slow down for you. And so I I sort of think I just don't want, I want to stay out of the way. I don't want to be a problem. I don't have any voice. Nobody cares about me. I'm just going to do my thing. Yeah. And right. uh, that's what happened on this show. But they were more than happy. To tell me anything I wanted to know, I right. just I just didn't want to.
1: Right? Yeah. No, that's an interesting. <laughs> I get it though. Like, and honestly, the the you probably didn't know much about the show at all before you starting on it. No, but I did not. You were kind of like you, there had been Robert Wisdom playing a, a clearly bad angel, right? And Misha playing a very you're not sure right. who he is. So it it wasn't even a fully established tone for the angels yet it wasn't like they're all this or they're all that right you know what i mean oh and, and uh julie mcniven who played a very sweet and right and Which, kind and helpful one so it, they're all over the map so i think it's it, like coming in with your own instincts is probably the stronger move in that situation especially for uh you know Somebody with your pedigree. Like you, you know how to read a script and make choices and, and make it interesting. Like Rob said, you're funny in that first bit. Right. It's like a scene from Office yes, now. Exactly. You know, you know? Exactly. Yeah.
0: I know.
2: But the thing is, and and what people don't realize, show like this or a show like Lost that that has a whole world, there's a whole world going on. And as a viewer, you think, oh, well, they've got this all worked out. They know where it's going to go. They know what's going to happen. This is all plotted out nine shows in advance. Well, it's not always. And so what I did, I think, helped inform what they decided to write. A hundred percent. And 100%. you know, it's not like they don't know any more than I know. they maybe two weeks ahead. And I so I think the way I played it, and I played him as a guy who thought he was hilarious. He you know, he had all these right. horrible biting things uh with with Jensen. And I just played him as a guy who just Thought he was one of the funniest people on earth.
0: That's funny. And, That's great.
2: And yeah, I mean, it was all sort of you know. So they wrote to that. They wrote to that, and it made it easier. And it and it. I informed the character, and they informed me back. And I I I like that. Yeah. A lot of people
1: who think these things are all worked out. I don't think they are. Yeah. No, no, I don't think uh, this show specifically. I really don't. I think they look at. Kurt Fuller's interpretation of a character, right. or Mark Shepherd's or or Rich Spade, or Rob Benedict, and they go, "Oh, that could have been a one off, but you know what? I think I'll, I think it won't be one off. I think what we'll do is right. build on that mythology." Right, and I'm I'm glad they did. And I feel yeah. pretty fairly c- confident that that's how it goes because if you ever talk to the writers, they'll be like, well, "I don't know, yeah, <laughs> like yeah, I they, yeah, figured uh, out on later. a show
0: like this, yeah, it's different if you're doing a yeah on Supernatural
1: because yeah. there's, there's so many so many avenues right. e- each." of these characters that are fabricated out of thin air. Right. You know, it's not the policing cop, you know. And the the writers are only human. So, you know, they're figuring,
2: they don't have enough time to figure everything out. They're just, they're in a mad dash to get each episode out at a time.
0: Right. And this kind of, that right. kind of show is rare these days, to be honest. I mean, now it's all yeah seven to 10 episodes on Netflix and they've they know that Zachariah is in two, you know, that, you know, it's a oh, adult yeah. set.
2: Absolutely. But this was the, the day
0: and age where there are 22 episodes and they're kind of figuring Whew. it out as they went. And then like, those were,
2: those were good days. They were good days for people when, like us. Yeah. 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 yeah.
0: yeah. Um, but you know, guest speaking, guest star to guest star, like it, it. You make a great point. Like you, you came in, you made a decision, you hoped it was the right one, right. or that they liked it, and that happened right. all the time. I mean, uh, Misha talks about his voice was something that he read in the script, and he thought that this, his voice should be really low like this, and it right. turns out that it wasn't necessarily the case, but they went with it. You know, but that was him bringing that in. Yeah, I remember when I, when it was revealed that my character was God, spoiler alert, like I remember thinking, am I supposed to snap or do I do a thing? What's the flourish? Right. What's the thing I do to make things change, you know? Right. Like I said, it was funny to see this, your first episode, you sort of starting as this character, uh, because you go on to be a very, very important character in the next two seasons, Zachariah.
2: Yeah. It was kind of shocking.
0: Yeah. So did your performance change at all over the, the eight episodes you did? Yeah, it, it did. Yeah. Um,
2: it got darker. It yeah. got darker because Zachariah was capable of, of murder was just one of his lighter moments would be killing someone. And I didn't want to play a classical bad guy twirling my mustache. and whoa. You know, the secret is always to play against all those things because yeah. it's already written that way. Right. Uh, my acting class is right after this for 45 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I had to, uh, I, I sort of tr- tried to put in an undercurrent of not evil, but an, a dark undercurrent in sure. everything. So, you know, the things I enjoyed were were not things a nice person would enjoy. Yeah.
0: I like you. It, uh, Zachary almost to me was always kind of like, like an evil CEO. You know what I mean? Yes. With the suit yeah. and a couple henchmen.
2: I think they saw him as evil middle management. Right. I right, think that's what right, they wanted. Right. But I played him like a like an evil CEO. Yeah. I didn't there was nobody on top of it. Nobody above me. Right. Everybody reports yeah. to me. Yeah. And I wasn't going for this middle management stuff.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: It did lead, lead to a funny line in that episode like, you know, I see big things in your future.
2: Maybe even senior VP Eastern Great Lakes Division.
1: Yeah. I know. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> that was a very funny exchange. Yeah. Well, that was um I
2: don't remember who wrote it, but I think
0: this episode of course is written by Sarah Gamble.
2: Okay, oh, Sarah right. Gamble, future showrunner. Yeah. Sarah it, was, uh, it was it was I thought it was incredibly well written. Yeah. Uh, honestly, I thought I was going on a cheesy CW show and it turned out to be so much better than that. Yeah. And it was what what a surprise that yeah. uh I mean it just it it, it it was just so well written and Everybody was so committed. That's the other thing. Sam and Dean. I mean, those guys were working fifteen hours a day, five or six days a week, or five and a half days a week, and they were bringing it. I mean, that that sort of blew my mind because that's a very tough.
1: That's a very tough job. Yeah, yeah, tough job. And first of all, Kripke and the whole writing yeah. staff had created an amazing show. But then the everybody up there was just leaning into it, absolutely so so intensely. And I think I mean, it's it's funny you say that. I think a lot of people feel that way, you know, including probably maybe even Rob and myself, like, oh, I'm going to do the CW show, whatever. It's, it's, right. it's I mean, I, always thrilled to have the job, always thrilled to do the work, think it's going to be Dawson Creek with fangs. Yes, but exactly. But they're like, oh, no, it's actually really good TV. Yeah, they were. Um, you know, if,
2: if CW had had gone with that, they could have changed that network if they if they
1: did more shows where people were that committed to.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But it might be lightning in a bottle too. I mean, I don't know if if it's so easy to find a Jared and a Jensen with their chemistry. Well, that's true. Okay. You know, all right. You got it. At that age gap, I mean, like (laughs) the 22 year olds, not a lot of them are looking to, you know, clock in long hours. Yeah, exactly.
0: (laughs) Uh, Yeah. I remember thinking when I went up there, like, does my mom even get the CW? Like, you know what I mean? Can I even call home and tell her? she, you know See, it's hard to find everywhere
2: yeah and yet people people found it and they still do i mean i still get stopped for zachariah oh yeah uh, i i mean the two major things i get stopped for are uh, woody on psych and Zachariah on on uh, supernatural. supernatural yeah that yeah they remember after you know all this time yeah i was only on in eight episodes
0: yeah but, i know uh, it's crazy it resonated. It resonated.
1: It does. I mean, and and people who like that show are loyal, are massively loyal, and know oh my the details god, better than you and I ever will. Yes. So they haven't seen you uh, eight times in Supernatural. They've seen you thirty-six times it's it's Like they blows watched the it multiple times. And, it blows my you know. mind. Yeah, I know. Now,
0: Kurt, where was this? Did this was this before Psych? During uh,
2: this, what the, year? Tell me what year this was. Two thousand. This
0: aired in two thousand nine.
2: Before Psych.
0: Okay.
1: Yeah, it was before Psych.
0: Okay, uh, which also shot up in Vancouver, correct? Yes, it yeah. did. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. Um, you mentioned like being stopped for this uh, show a lot and being recognized for it, which which leads to leads to a question about conventions. You've done a fair amount of conventions, not just for Supernatural, also I'm sure for Psych. But right. when you're doing these conventions, do, is there a consistent theme in the questioning, or do you have a favorite question or story that gets presented to you?
2: for supernatural
1: yes the, the 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 thing i hear almost
2: 99.9% of the time is you were such an asshole but you were a great asshole and uh you know i was trying so hard not to play an asshole but <laughs> but i was and uh you know people people accepted it but i think uh, my death
1: was very satisfying to people <laughs> when I got killed. It wasn't like I don't know, man, I you know as a as a guy who was watching the show at that point, I sort of I've, I've seen a lot of your episodes, which is rare cuz I haven't seen a lot of the show, but right. I watched a lot of your episodes. I was super bummed when they took your character out cuz I, I thought too. the character was so, well yeah, I'm sure you were. But the it was such a dynamic character. Like it, it nothing ever came in and filled that gap. You know, nothing replaced that. There was that. nothing like him on the show uh before right. or after
2: and I think they killed me for the 100th episode, I think. Oh, wow. That was it. And I got a letter from Eric Kripke, you know, kind of a dear Kurt letter. We're breaking up. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, It's been great, but I have to move on. Uh, And uh, I almost wrote him back saying, Eric, you're making a big mistake. But uh, (laughs) I thank God uh, after talking to my wife, I did not do it. (laughs) Because I really really love doing that character.
0: Oh, that's cool. I mean. Yeah, it's you. You fall in love with it a little bit too, you know. It's like, you, you like you said, we talked about like, again the rec- the recurring character. Like you, you make it, you make a choice. They like the choice. They bring yep. you back for that choice, and then yeah, it's it's great. And then and then they kill you off, or they change directions, and and like, and, and
2: we do, you know, no matter who we play. If you start playing it, you know, more, you know, two, three, four times, you do start to fall in love with your character.
0: Yeah, yeah, sure.
2: Because he was growing up right in front of my eyes, too. Yes. I, I, you know, I, as they were learning about him, I was learning about him. And the way he evolved and uh, I always try to play the positives. He was really trying to make the world a better place.
0: Yeah. And uh,
2: you know, you don't need to kill him. He's a good guy.
1: Uh, If you just let him, let him do his thing, things are going to work out. And then once you, once you you get it under your, uh, you know, in your, in your zone a little bit playing that character, then it becomes a part of like the Kurt Fuller and the character, Zachariah become unsplittable. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, you know, at that point you can't just like, Oh, now Zachariah died, and now here's the next Zachariah. Like it doesn't work that way. No, it, it does it, not. And, you know, and sometimes they try they do that supernatural with like, oh, this becomes li- multiple versions Lilith, of Lilith. Yeah, there's such a personality to what you did with Zachariah that it's it, it's a blessing and a curse because it becomes a, it once it's gone, it's gone. You know I what think I, mean? I think the only parallel in life is uh, when the Beatles broke up. Okay. Yeah,
2: the yeah. same <laughs> thing when they got rid of Zachariah, it was like, yeah, yeah. it was like George
1: walking off. People, you're not the first away. person to say that, that journalists have mused Yeah, People,
0: people years. always say, where were you when?
1: <laughs> yeah. Right. <Zachariah>. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, where were you when Zachariah <laughs> got
2: killed? <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> exactly. Um, well, uh, yeah, it's, but uh, you know, people always ask us like what, what character would you be if you weren't your character in supernatural? And it's really hard to answer that question for the same reason we're talking about, because like, You know, if I were to say Castiel, well, Castiel's Castiel because of Misha, you know.
2: Yes, exactly.
0: Zachary is you because it's you.
2: But you, I mean, who else? Once I saw you play God, uh, I I thought it was such a brilliant, a brilliant uh, way to do it uh, because you were so unassuming. I just love that what they do on that show is these characters could be, uh, you know, archetypal or stereotypical characters. Right. But the people they hire and what they bring to it they always become when they get really the flesh and blood gets gets built into these characters. They're different than anything they could have thought of to write because they do allow the the actors to bring so much to it. Yeah. And once that character has gone, that's right. There, there, there will not be another one.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we're we're all very lucky that we got to be a part of this because it it is rare, especially now. They just don't make the show anymore.
1: No, no. they don't. No. They don't, and they
2: won't. <laughs> they they won't bring it back, will they?
0: No. No.
2: Well, they're
1: bringing so. back lots of stuff, so... But, yeah, I don't think they will. No, I don't, I don't think it's in the sauce. No.
0: Rich, I think we, we have a final question, but I feel like you should ask it.
1: You got it. Okay, I feel like that makes sense. Um, so, Kurt, Kurt yeah. Fuller. Yeah. I'm asking, I'm going forward out of this episode into another episode. In the final scene of the very next episode, Monster at the End of the Book, you have right. a big scene... With the character of Chuck Shirley, can't remember the actor's name who played that uh, well, person. But, I don't know. Um, but I was curious, what was it like to work with the young Rob Benedict? Well, he's still a young Rob Benedict. Thank you. But Thank you. Uh, it was like putting on
2: a, an old shoe <laughs> that uh, that you know fits. It's a little worn around the edges. Smells a little. But it, yeah, no, it was fantastic. I mean, Rob, I you know I think you're super talented and uh i was very excited to work with you and you're great you're a great actor
0: thanks man and well I, man. I i love working with you i i i feel lucky i've been able to work with you on three different projects i know right um, it's
2: not it's not over yet although no it's not i'm getting i'm getting close to retirement i'll say are you
0: yeah wow yeah. wow yeah that's amazing i know right what does that yeah, look yeah i agree uh what what does that look like
2: well a lot of travel traveling, you know, while I can still, while I can still walk. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, we bought a uh, uh, guy, this sounds stupid, but we did buy a place in the English countryside. No way. And uh, yeah. Um, right near Bath. Wow. In, uh, in England. Yeah. Oh so my God, does your, we,
0: does your wife have family there? What was why? England? She
2: has family there. She's a dual citizen.
0: Great. And, uh, yeah, that's amazing. So Kurt Fuller, thank you so much. You know what we're going to do? We're going to have you back, maybe for your yeah, final yeah. episode, uh, okay. which everyone, which to most people, it's it's like JFK, Elvis, the Beatles. You know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. People remember. I was exactly. shocked the
1: series went on. Yeah, I'm just going to say that right I, now. But. Believe me, I
2: I. Uh, we, we, are you talking about the last episode when I die, yeah, sh- or the
0: I don't know? When I get
2: stabbed in the in the thing.
0: I don't yeah. know because I've never seen it, so right. I don't know yet. But uh, oh, What what, what a fan. What a fan. Well, that's why I'm doing this. I'm doing this (laughs) rewatch episode. I've only seen episodes I'm in, which I was in a couple of episodes with Uh, you. I get it. I I get it. And you were great.
2: Oh, thank you. (laughs) you too i mean i've only watched your episodes i haven't even watched mine I just, yeah, of smart I, I, yeah well. <laughs>
0: but well but we'll uh, we'll revisit you in season five and have you back okay we love Absolutely. you very much i
2: do want to talk about
0: uh my debts. So. okay yes okay. yeah good you're on okay. it okay all right it, you it's guys your episode. you're the best kurt, thank you. we love you buddy we love you kurt, kurt you fuller too. feel Bye, better guys. buddy all right
2: okay. thank you
0: this is jared padalecki stopping in to say hi and let you know that we've got to take a quick break.
2: Thank you for supporting Supernatural
0: then and now. And now, back to the show. That was great. Kurt, so great to talk to Kurt and uh Dude, I he's he's
1: never not entertaining.
0: Yeah. So funny. And just it was great to see him. It was great to see the my my old friend.
1: Dude, we don't see him enough. We don't see him enough. Yeah. Uh yeah. he's always entertaining. He's just a yeah. everything he does is great. Drama. Yeah. Check. Comedy. Yeah. Check. Yeah. Giving us a hard time, check check. You know what I
0: mean? Yeah, going out going out to dinner. I'll take the check. Working
1: out, working
0: for us for no money, no check. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I uh, as much as I love Kurt, I'd love to find out what the mythology of this episode was. Really?
1: Huh. Well, I guess there's one school of thought about that, which is do the mythology. The other school that would be don't do the mythology. End on the Kurt thing. But I guess you know the people have come to expect a mythology segment. So I guess right. what we should do now is indulge them and honor that mm-hmm. by doing mythology, mm-hmm. mythology, mythology, mythology.
0: Zachariah is the most frequently occurring name in the Bible. Prophets, priests, and kings bore the name, and they were often conflated and confused in interpretations of the Bible.
1: I had no idea. I figured Jesus would be in the Bible more than Zachariah.
0: No, Zachariah, let's take these, the number one on the call sheet. But
1: they're not saying, they're not saying that there's, they're just saying there's more dudes named Zachariah. They're not saying the word Zachariah appears more. There's just like a, it's like in your third grade class, there was like four Davids and six Johns.
0: Tell that to Zachariah, man. But
1: I feel like Jesus would be top billing in the Bible or God. I mean, why is God not a name? I feel like they would say God, we'd hear the name God more than Zachariah.
0: Hey, man. Look, it's Zachariah. It was the was studio choice. Studio said Zachariah is our guy. So
1: at the test deal, there's three guys in the waiting room. God, Jesus, and Zachariah.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Man, that'd, a, <laughs> that'd be a tight room. Wonder they're r- rousing each other.
0: Well, the, this character was likely influenced by the angel Zerachiel. What? Zerachiel? Zerachiel. The angel of memory and is one of the seven archangels that lead souls to judgment.
1: Zarechiel is not a real high-profile archangel. I mean, I've heard some archangels. In my day. no, not li- not this dude.
0: Yeah, not not like Zachariah, no. whose name appears more than any other name in the Bible. You heard it here, folks.
1: This is like the the Grand Funk Railroad, guitar player. You know what I mean? Like he didn't get a lot of FaceTime. time. He's on the album. You know, he's on the album cover.
0: Zarech, Z- I just feel
1: like he's not a not a front and center guy. But we'll see.
0: By the way, I'm going to start calling you the. Eighth archangel who leads souls to judgment. Oh, thanks, buddy, you're real judgy. Uh, yeah, I'll give you that. Zerikiel, Brian, I'm Carl, you, jerky Johnny,
1: because you're a real jerk.
0: Anyway, Zerikiel, tambourine player for the archangels that lead souls to judgment. There you have it. Most likely, Zachariah, name most mentioned in the Bible.
1: And now we will segue seamlessly into fun facts. Fun facts. Fun facts. Fun facts, fun facts, fun facts.
0: The title of this episode is a word play on the world famous Christmas movie classic entitled "It's a Wonderful Life" from 1946. Did you know that, Rich? There's a movie called "It's a Wonderful Life." I had no idea.
1: I didn't even know 1946 is a real year. Um, that's yeah, crazy. Yeah, it's that really. I never heard of yeah, that. They're... I didn't know. What is this Christmas yeah. they refer to? There's a lot in that sentence unpack.
0: Yeah. There's a title of this episode. Nope, you didn't know I didn't that? Know this there's
1: an episode. Did you know that Sam and Dean have the last names Smith and Wesson rather than Winchester? All references to legendary uh, American gun manufacturers.
0: I didn't catch that. That's very witty. Yeah. I very didn't I witty did pick up on that
1: either. But uh, good. Wow. on them. That's great. You know, I was thinking yeah, no Wesson was oil. Dean and Smith. I was thinking, yeah, Sam, you know, oiling up the prospects of becoming a hunter like you know lubing it up with the old wesson oil uh sammy you know what i mean wow
0: that's is that what you call it the prospect that's what i thought that's what i assumed (laughs) it
1: was and smith i assumed smith he uh, i just naturally assumed he was some kind of iron worker or steel work some blacksmith something would involve sparks and and a metal metallurgy well
0: i i I thought he was the legendary coach of the north carolina tar Heels.
1: yeah i know we talked about that but i feel like metallurgy had to be in there too you know what i mean like it made sense that oil and metallurgy.
0: Metallurgy? Is that how, is that how you say is that? Metallurgy. metallurgy. All right. Yeah. That's another fun fact. Dean Smith's family members' names are the dad, Bob. Oh my gosh. AKA Bobby Singer. Mom, Ellen. Oh my gosh. AKA Ellen Harville. And sister, Joe. Oh my gosh. AKA Joe Harville. Wow, I miss miss that too. And Sam Wesson's fiance's name is Madison, A.K.A. Oh, Madison Owens. I,
1: I got the uh, I got the Ellen and and Joe part. You I did, the, uh, uh, and, and the Bob part. I missed the Madison reference.
0: Which one's Madison? I think that's the girl from Heart. Well, Sam has a little bobblehead of Dracula on his desk, which is styled after Bella Lugosi's Dracula from the classic films. This is a reference to the episode Monster Movie from earlier in the season.
1: Oh my goodness, that's our Todd Stashwick. While the Winchesters are living their alternate lives, the filming of this episode is colorful and brightly lit. The instant Zachariah returns Dean to his regular life at the end of the episode, the color grading goes grayer, dimmer, and the lighting dims back to the normal tones of the show.
0: I, I miss missed that. Completely. I missed that completely. completely. Nice job, I thought everybody. it was just my room. I, yeah, I thought that there was just my, you know, my room. My yeah. My stupid TV. Dean's outfit with white collar, blue shirt, and suspenders... Evokes clothing worn by the character Bill Lumberg, the passive aggressive boss oh my from gosh. The film office space. Yeah, I, I kind of caught that. And
1: that character was yeah, played by Gary Cole and Gary Cole, who suspenders. was in season three.
0: True. Yes. And now he's on some show. Uh, he's like leading some network television show.
1: of boy, Gary Cole. Yeah, man. Good for him. Yeah. The company name Sandover may be a reference to the changing light at Sandover an occult focused epic poem by James Merrill in which he claims to communicate with demons and angels. Now, I didn't get the Weston and Smith. I didn't get the uh Madison reference. I was slow on the Office Space reference, but this one I got. Like I knew that for sure Sandover yeah, sure. was a reference to The Changing right. Light at Sandover, the occult focused epic poem by James Merrill uh, in which he claims to communicate with demons and angels. That's that was just on the nose. You know what I mean?
0: If I had a nickel, if I had a nickel for every time you quoted the change, well, anything light at by Merrill. Sandover, I'm a James Merrill guy. The occult focused epic yeah. poem by James Merrill. <laughs> I think it was Merrill who said, <laughs> The changing light at Sandover. It's, it's something about it takes forever. It's always red. What? The changing light at Sandover. It's uh, always red. It takes yeah, forever to go green. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I flash my brights. I try to get it to go <laughs> wow, green. Oh, man. I finally that take a right second, turn. But yeah, good one. I take a U turn. Thank you. When Dean looks up the file of the tech support worker who's just died, Paul's manager is listed as Mary Ann Liu, the head graphic designer on Supernatural. She's so great, yeah. There are lots of fun facts in this episode. Lots of hidden, uh, you call those uh, Easter eggs in the biz. Easter eggs. Easter eggs. Taken from the uh, pagan tradition of Easter, where we find eggs hid by a magic rabbit.
1: And Robbie loves eggs, man. I've had breakfast with Robbie, and this mofo can plow through some ovum. Who loves eggs?
0: Yeah. Anyway, what a great oh, episode. Man, so great. Anything with Kurt <laughs> Fuller, home run. Yeah. Yeah. We, we're we going to have him back on when he, he, yeah, he we appears are. again. But anyway, that's all of this episode. Yeah, and man. it feels like Christmas Eve to me because the next episode yes, well, it stars skipping. a very special someone nice one. No, I think we're going to do it. What?
1: I thought my contract clearly stated that. are going to do it. I'll call my lawyer and we'll get to the bottom
0: of this. Uh, so stay tuned. <laughs> For some excitement, uh, and until then, this episode of Supernatural features Jared Padalecki as Sam Winchester, Jensen Ackles as Dean Winchester, and Misha Collins as Castiel.
1: Guest stars include Kurt Fuller, Jack Plotnick, Richard Side, and John Haynesworth. Plus, A.J. Buckley and Travis Wester were in there doing what they do for a bit.
0: Do you ever get mixed up with Richard Side?
1: Uh, I get
0: Junior? mixed up with Richard Kind. Uh, It's a Terrible Life was written by Sarah Gamble and directed by James L. Conway.
1: Editing by Tom McQuaid, music by Jay Gruska.
0: Executive produced by Eric Kripke and Robert Singer.
1: The original broadcast of this episode featured the song A Well Respected Man by The Kinks.
0: Executive produced by Eric Kripke and Robert Singer. This episode originally aired on March 26, 2009. This episode of Supernatural Then and Now was hosted and executive produced by Richard Spade Jr. and Rob Benedict.
1: Produced by Stephen Hine, written by Stephen Hine and Heda Hulsher. And edited and associate
0: produced by Trey Booty. Booty, 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 booty. Music provided by Tim Wynn.
1: The episode was recorded with the help of Sonic Fuel Studios. This podcast is
0: from Story Mill Media. Follow the
1: podcast on Instagram and TikTok at SPN Then and Now.
0: Become a member of the podcast at patreon.com slash SPN Then and Now or on Apple.
1: That's where Rob and I are different. People are like, are you different or the same? Eh, we shop the same places, we buy the same glasses, we date the same women, but we don't like the same breakfast. You know what I mean? That part is
0: true. That is true, that is true. That is very true. Uh, Rich, uh, what a great uh I really feel
1: like, what are you doing?
0: <laughs> well, because you were going on about eggs. Are you
1: oil painting? I feel like you're just doing something else.
0: Sorry, you lost me with the eggs. Because the fact is, I don't eat eggs. You don't. But yes, you love breakfast. I respect them. Okay, well, th- that's I don't, a I, don't I don't eat eggs anymore. I'm not your dietitian. I, didn't, I didn't know that. I don't eat breakfast what? anymore, to be honest. That's new. That's okay. We've we've only been traveling together every and month. And you're
1: always like, years. guys, when are we having breakfast? Which led me to think that you're having breakfast.
0: No, that's not me. That's not me. That's usually Mike or Billy. Those they boys love and down breakfast. For breakfast. I go down and meet them. But yeah, I they meet really them. love
1: breakfast. I thought you were meeting them like meat. Like you meet them, like a bacon
0: sausage thing. M E A T. Yeah, no, no, no. I M E E T. But hey, this is all great uh, info for people that are just listening to this podcast.
1: Storybell Media.